Hello, welcome to the Equippers International Podcast. We're journeying together through the book of Hebrews, and we are going to finish chapter 12 in this episode. I'm going to read from verses 25 through 29. See to it that you do not refuse him who is speaking. For if those did not escape when they refused him who warned on earth, much less those who turn away from him who warns from heaven. And his voice shook the earth then, but now he is promised, saying, Yet once more I will shake not only the earth, but also the heaven. This expression, yet once more, denotes the removing of those things which can be shaken as of created things, so that those things which can not be shaken may remain. Therefore, since we receive a kingdom which cannot be shaken, let us show gratitude by which we may offer to God an acceptable service with reverence in all, for our God is a consuming fire. Now, these are verses that follow right on the heels of yesterday's episode where the writer is comparing and contrasting this natural experience of the Israelites at Mount Sinai with the spiritual experience of believers now that come to God in the spirit expression of the heavenlies, of the new Jerusalem, of Mount Zion, the general assembly of the church, the firstborn, to the spirits of the righteous made perfect, and to Jesus, the mediator of a new covenant, these rich images of this new experience. And then he goes right on to say in verse 25, see that no one refuses him who is speaking. What he's saying here is that God is speaking. God is trying to communicate something very important. Now, the main thing that the writer is going to reference here in these verses is the actual final destruction of the old covenant. Now, let's look at what he says. He says, if those on the earthly experience of Israel back in the Old Testament, if they were not able to escape from the judgment of God when he warned them on earth, he says, how much less can we escape and turn away from him who warns from heaven. He's saying that God is giving out a warning. He's prophesied it. He's spoken into it. And he has said from heaven, I am going to do something in your day. And he says that the voice shook the earth, but now he has promised yet once more, I will shake not only the earth, but also the heaven. Now, there's a couple of things I want to point out in this episode with interpretation to these verses. Notice in verse 26, he says, yet once more. He doesn't say, yet again, I'm going to, as though there's going to be another and another and another. I know a lot of people take these verses and they interpret it in lines of God shaking things and that there's going to be a shaking. And so we reapply that over and over. Now, I'm not saying in any way that God doesn't sometimes shake up things around us to get our attention. But from an interpretive standpoint, God is saying once more, I'm only going to shake one more. And I'm not only going to shake the earth, but I'm also going to shake the heaven. Now, 
I want to just do a quick interpretation. It's going to open up maybe a lot of questions more than answers. But this idea that the writer of Hebrews alludes to when he says, I'm going to also shake the heaven, something we have to understand about the Hebrew mindset, about the Israelites, is that when you spoke of heaven to a Jew, they didn't hear a place far off where God dwells. They heard everything related to their their religion, to the Jewish religion, to the temple, to the priesthood, to the sacrificial system. This was heaven to them. So when God talks about shaking the heaven, he's talking about shaking their religious economy. He's talking about what's going to happen when the temple comes down and when the sacrificial system is brought to the end and when Jesus usurps the priesthood and he becomes the greatest priest ever so that there is no more need for the Levitical priesthood. So when the Jewish people heard this language, they heard something altogether different than we've probably made it out to be in our minds. So it's not an intangible reference to heaven as a far off place. It is a very tangible reference. This is why so much of the prophetic apocalyptic language, especially out of the mouth of Jesus, especially in the Olivet Discourse in Matthew 24 and Mark 13 and Luke 21, where Jesus speaks about the shaking of the heavens, talks about the stars falling from the sky and the moon turning to blood and the sun becoming dark. These are all prophetic, metaphorical images to everything that the Jewish people held dear, that it was going to be shaken. So this expression denotes the removing of things which can be shaken in verse 27. He's saying that these are all natural, physical things. They were initiated by God for the purposes of the old covenant. But that old covenant did not prove effective to bring about the purposes of God. So God says, I'm going to shake that. And those things can be removed. And this is exactly what he's going to do in AD 70. He's going to remove all the expressions of the old covenant that the Jews held so dear because he says that those things which remain cannot be shaken because we have received a kingdom, verse 28, that cannot be shaken. So we show gratitude and we offer up to God an acceptable service of reverence and all for our God is a consuming God. Now on one level, these verses are addressing a people in a specific situation that will never be repeated again. So application on one side is difficult because it doesn't apply to us. But the application that we can bring out of it is this gratitude. The fact that we now live in a time where there is a security in that the kingdom of God has been established. The kingdom of God has come and it is present among us. We do not have physical expressions anymore that determine our relationship with God. We have the actual reality. And 
so because of that, we have gratitude in our hearts and we come to God with reverence and awe and we say, thank you, God, that you have made this way possible for us to experience your kingdom now, for us to experience this living relationship with you in the spirit realm, that we're not tied down to a physical place. You have shaken those things away so that what remains is heavenly, what remains is everlasting and eternal, and what we have now cannot be shaken. And so we are filled with gratitude for what you have done for us. So be strong and courageous and love Jesus more.